child-free besties. Welcome to the No Bibs, Burps, Bottles podcast, the number one podcast that focuses on empowering, highlighting, and celebrating African-American women who are child-free, wonderfully made, and living their absolute best child-free life. I am your host and favorite child-free bestie, Dr. Angela L. Harris. Here on the No Bibs, Burps, Bottles podcast, we aim to dispel the stereotypes and assumptions that child-free sisters are lonely, unfulfilled, and unhappy without motherhood and children. So join in on the discussions, which will feature intimate one-on-one interviews, the occasional themed and bonus episodes, and my personal journey and experiences of being a child-free content creator and expert. Remember, womanhood is not synonymous with motherhood. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Angela L. Harris and welcome to No Bibs, Burps, Bottles, a podcast where we celebrate, highlight African-American Black child-free women. I'm your host and I'm so happy to have you and I'm so excited to introduce to you another guest. You know we have a lot of special guests that come here and we have a special guest that's going to share her child-free journey, her child-free story. So before we get started, please, if you are not following us on Instagram, please follow us on Instagram at no bibs, burps, bottles, where we share even more content about African-American Black child-free women. So let's get right into this. So I'm going to allow my guest to share a little bit about herself, but I will share her name. This is Miss Rashida Brundage, and I'm going to let Rashida tell us a little bit about herself, where she's from, and she's going to share an interesting fact about herself. So take it away, sis. Oh, well, she already said my name. I'm Rashida Monique Brundage. I always say I'm the one and the only. There will never be another. All right. <laughs> I do inventory control at a major uh, food manufacturer. I am also the founder and content creator at the Daily Shift Broadcast. I am a national, new national best-selling author. Uh, I'm excited about that. I am an independent Mary Kay beauty consultant. I'm a licensed deaconess missionary of the Church of God in Christ. I'm one of three children. And I love all things media, movies, books, music, plays. I love it all, social media. Interesting fact about myself. Out of all the other things you've just shared. <laughs> right, right, right. I was just like, I, I got a lot of things. I got a lot of things. But uh, I think this is interesting. I always thought it was funny. I love oranges, but I hate orange flavored stuff. I like orange. I like apple flavored stuff, but I'm not a fan of apples. <laughs> Isn't that sort of like weird? So you don't like orange juice, but you'll peel an orange and eat it. I will drink orange juice, but tang, you know, something like orange flavor, orange candy, orange cake, orange muffin, you keep that. If it's not real orange, I don't want it. You don't want it. (laughs) Let me tell you, I was addicted to orange nalators. My grandmother, when I was in college, she would always send orange nalators and I would tear those things up. I don't even know if they make orange nalators now, but they were so good. So it's interesting, like you love oranges, but don't like orange flavored stuff. I got it, I got it. Wow. Well, thanks Rashida for sharing everything. And we have so much to dive into. So Miss Rashida, Being an African-American Black woman with all the accolades and all the things that you've accomplished, describe just what your child-free life is like today. Most days, it's thebomb.com. Most days, it's thebomb.com. And I say that because I'm child-free, but it's by choice to a point. And um, I wanted children, um, but... I haven't had any, let's put it that way. So um, most days it's a great thing. I don't have to worry about cooking <laughs> if I want to cook. Mm-hmm. I ain't got to worry about no laundry. If I want to do laundry, I ain't got to worry about different calls. And I have nieces and nephews. And sometimes when you get done with them, you be like, I'm so glad. I ain't got no kids. I'll send you back to your mama, yes. right? <laughs> and so um, most days it's, it's, uh, it's awesome. It's it's very awesome. It's, uh, you're, I'm, liber- I'm liberal in a lot of things that I do. I'm not honed into a schedule of some another being that I have to take care of so uh, for me it's 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 good it's good it's good now of course I always say you know people are living those who are child-free are living their best child-free life I always say like there are ups and downs that we both go through right like just because you're child-free doesn't mean that it's a perfect life but I think we all need to be intentional on living a good life living a child-free life and so I always try to say you know we, we do have the ups and downs the ebbs and flows that come so Rashida, you just mentioned, you know, that you wanted children at some point and that you're child-free, you know, now. So 
walk us through, you know, when you wanted children, when that shifted for you, why that shifted for you? Okay, well, I've always wanted children. I never really met, as a youngster, I never really thought about being a woman and not having children. It's not like if you're a woman, you have children. And growing up in the household, my mom took care of us and other people's children. You know, I was eight years old with somebody else's baby on my hip. So it just seemed like the natural course of life. But um, the decision not to have children outside of marriage was my decision. And so I'm not married yet. So therefore, I'm not having any children. And I know there's other options. Um, if I have a chance, a quick story. So <laughs> I was considering it was too, I always joke with one friend. I said, well, if I don't have a child by this age, you're going to be my baby daddy, right? I told two friends that the one friend, he said, don't ever say that because you ain't baby mama material. Mm. I said, okay. And the other friend, he just always laughed. And so at this time, I started thinking about that. I was like, well, maybe I'll just get artificially inseminated or, you know, I'm just thinking of the, you have options, right? Mm -hmm. And I was sitting in the parking lot at work and this stranger, she's the janitor at the time, came and asked me a question. And we started talking about whether I went to church and they're talking about God. And she said, well, you know, the, Lord's want, the Lord wants you to know that your children deserve a father. I said, excuse me? And she said, yes, your children deserve a father. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I'm sitting there like dumbfounded. And so she says goodnight and she leaves. And I'm sitting in the car laughing at first. And I'm like, okay, God, you got jokes. And then I bust out crying mm -hmm. because I had to realize that the decision I make was not just about me. It's also about the lives that I would bring into the world. And so I grew up with a father and I can't imagine my life without having one in my life. Mm -hmm. You know, so that was one of the decisions that said, okay, well, if I'm not married, I'm just not going to have children just to have children. And then I had to learn that I was complete whether I had children or not. Mm. And that was mm -hmm. enough. And so. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. And so kind of going back and I know a little bit about your background and kind of, you know, fill in the blanks for me. I know that you are a spiritual woman, a woman of faith, a Christian woman. I, I've followed you in some of your morning chats and there's this thing where, you know, um, you know, certain faith you bring forth fruit and you multiply. And a lot of times people connect that with children, right? And I've talked to a lot of women who are like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a strong woman. I'm a spiritual woman. I'm a Christian woman. But that that statement or that scripture um, kind of hurts, especially if you're dealing with infertility issues or fill in the blank. How do you make sense, especially with your spiritual background, how do you make sense of you're child free now, but in the Bible, it says multiply um, and be fruitful. And be fruitful. Well, let's, let's go back before he said that, right? In the beginning, God created Adam and Eve. This is what we believe. He created them. He didn't create her with children. And when he saw the both of them, he said they were good. Okay. Fruit was already in the garden. Everything was there. Everything they needed was already there. When sin entered in, then he said, okay, you will bear children. We don't know what would have happened if sin hadn't entered in. Mm -hmm. You know, they could have fell from the tree. Maybe they would never had children. Maybe they, he would just create them out the ground like he did every, you know, mm -hmm. we don't know how that would have happened. But being fruitful, we always interpret that, that the only way to be fruitful was to have children. That was Eve's way of being fruitful then. But if God wanted us all to bear children we'd all be bearing children and that's just that just that's just that's how i believe it because hannah was a good wife mm -hmm. hannah was barren she wanted a child to the point that she prayed everybody else was celebrating at the feast but she was in temple praying the people the priest thought she was drunk because she wanted a child her husband never said that she wasn't good enough now the second wife said so but that was a whole nother situation <laughs> But she was a whole woman. And the Bible says that he loved her. He never said that he loved the second wife. Mm. She was just like the side piece and just having kids, you know? We getting this <laughs> breakdown, okay? Y'all better so, He never said you weren't whole. We have interpreted to believe because now we have to realize the word of God is uh, alive and it moves and it's true through dispensations. And even as culture changed, the word is still changing. Then in that society, as a woman, there wasn't many ways you could be fruitful, mm. right? 
if you weren't married, you didn't have a, a husband as your protector, you didn't have a lot of rights and a lot of options, okay? But now we have ways to be fruitful. I can't be the auntie I am to my God sister's children if I had a bunch of children without a father. Mm. I can be that type of auntie even if I had children with a father because then my priority and my funds and my time would be for my children and then add them on. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I still believe I'm fruitful. One thing happened this week, this couple of weeks, my mom had a fall. She had a fall. She had two falls. She could not walk for a few days. So we were physically like lifting and caring for my mother, me and my sister. And the thought came to my mind, if this happened to you, who would take care of you? Mm. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I told my mom this. She said, I said, I don't have any kids. Who will take care of me? She said, number one, our kids don't take care of their parents. Facts. They don't. And she said, but someone would take care of you. And I began to think how some of my, I call them my church babies, because I worked in church, purity class, youth group, people that we fellowship with, kids that I love on and just speak life into and validate their dreams. God would not leave me without me being taken care of. And I have to trust in that. And so I had to uh, really just look at the word of God that he's going to supply my need. Everyone in the Bible didn't have children and make them any less of a woman. This is like if I had breast cancer and had to have a, a mastectomy, I would still be a woman. Yes. So yes. we had to learn to be whole, but it took me a minute to get there because I felt incomplete. Um, I, I'm getting to one of your questions here. I really felt incomplete. And because I treated myself as incomplete, people treated me. I, you don't know what you're talking about because you don't have kids. You don't know what you're talking about because you've never been in a long-term relationship. You ain't never been married. And they want to say, I'm like, look, but I helped my mama raise y'all, some of y'all. And, mm -hmm. and, and y'all, when y'all mom and them didn't have time to do it, right? And so I do know what I'm talking about. But if you don't want to listen, that's fine. But don't call me. <laughs> <laughs> don't call. Don't, don't call. So Rashida, well, one, you're preaching. I love it. I love it. Because a lot of times, you know, people will kind of bring that up. And especially when some of the sisters that I've talked to who are in the church and how the church family is also part of that pressure of, you're married now. You should have kids. Why don't you have kids? And so as a minister and, and someone, you know, who's a, who's a believer, how would you um, empower or support a sister or a couple who's getting that pressure from the church family? Well, number one, at the time, well, let me go to the single person first. Okay. Um, there's, uh, and I looked up the scripture because I really want to tell people where to go read because I'm really big on reading it for yourself. Don't take my word for it. Go to 1 Corinthians 7. This is not Jesus talking. This is Paul talking. But Paul was sent by Jesus to set up these churches, right? He set the married people in order, the husbands and the wives. And he talked about those that wanted to marry, those that uh, didn't necessarily want to be married, but was having problems with their sex life and what you should and should not do. But then there's one line for the singles that says, if you're single, you mind the things of God. And that's all you got to be concerned about, right? So if you're single, male, female, whatever, and you don't have children, if you're following God's purpose for your life, you are fulfilled. If you are following God's purpose for your life, you are doing what God has called you to do. We have to have caused the family to supersede what God has done. Mm. Right. Even though the family is the first auxiliary, I call it the first auxiliary unit that God created, Adam and Eve were family. Right. Yeah. They Just were the Adam first, they yep. were the first family. But that does not supersede the purpose that God has created in you. So he said, I knew you before you were in your mother's womb. I purposed you. God did not create you and say, okay, and when you have children, I'm gonna give you purpose. That's not what he said. When he he had a purpose in mind, he said, I needed somebody to help black women that are child free. And I'm gonna make a doxara, right? And so I created her and I know some of the troubles and some of the issues that I'm having, I'm gonna give her the grace to go through this and to come up, whatever comes up in her life to, to be, what I need her to be in the earth. And that's how God created us with purpose. Yes. And so your purpose, your family does not supersede God's purpose in you. So you don't have to have a family in the this sense to be 
purposeful. Um, the other part of that is what I will say to married couples, it's disheartening because we have been, I'm going to say hardwired, conditioned to believe that um, once you get married, you know, um, and say, uh, first come love, then come marriage, then come so-and-so with a baby carriage, right? This is how it's to work. But that's not always how it works. And watching there, my mom had miscarriages between me and my baby brother. Um, my um, first lady, um, it's hard to say my former first lady, but she's my first lady. She um, had, I want to say seven miscarriages. She had seven uh, pregnancy. Some were born and lived a little while and some were miscarried before she had a child that lived. And I've watched people young and older, the agony that it takes on them, the mental, the spiritual distress of not having a child. I would not say give up on your dream, but I would say seek to be whole, whether you have a child or don't. Mm-hmm. You know, God may bless you with a child, but maybe you need to be whole before you get this baby here. Babies don't make you whole. Babies don't fix relationships. Some people will feel like if I have a baby, our marriage would be so much better because he he would know that I'm a good wife. No, no, because it's going to be something else he's going to pick on, right? Mm-hmm. So we have to learn to be whole regardless. And children are a blessing, but because you don't have one, don't mean you're not blessed. Exactly. exactly. And some of us are here just to help somebody else with their children. Mm. Mm. Yes. And when we realize that, you know, we always say, oh, it takes a village. It takes a village. Okay, well, let us be the village. Let Docs, let, let uh, Dr. Harris, I can call him Dr. Rock, let okay. Dr. Harris um, um, tell you about your child. You know, because sometimes people get defensive, but they should just first listen. I'm just telling you what's going on with your child. Now, if you want to talk about what you can and can't do, maybe they don't need to be in college. Maybe they need to be in trade school. Maybe your child need to be therapized. That's my word. Therapized before they come back to school. You know, something may be going on. But first, I need to let you know. It's not that I know everything about your child or your situation. But I, I, I have to let you know. I don't know everything about marriage. But I do know if you're having trouble or even if you're not having trouble, you probably should go to therapy before you get into trouble, right? I do know that if you have trauma in your life, that you, yeah. you know, certain like you say, certain things we just know. And it doesn't mean I have to walk through everything. God has given us a level of compassion and a level mm-hmm. of wisdom. And what I've learned by talking to people across the world, they say, well, you have more wisdom. You're wise for a woman your age. One, because they always think I'm 10 years younger than what I am. That that black girl magic, that melanin, it pops. It pops. Girl, listen, listen, 46 <laughs> look good on me. And I don't mind telling people I'm 46. So they be like, what? Yes, honey, 40 and six. Yes. Um, so um this uh I would tell them to, to be whole. If we could just work on being whole and helping one another, mm-hmm. um, and stop looking at what we have and what we don't have and comparing our lives, we will it will all be a better state in society and in the world at large. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. You dropped so many good nuggets and I, I just, oh, so many good nuggets. So can you recall, so you said it was a process. And for many of the sisters that I work with and talk to, some just knew right from the beginning. I knew from the beginning, like, oh, I don't want kids, but I didn't know like this concept of child-free. I didn't know how to explain it or voice it. If anything, I was going against it. Like I should want kids, I'm a, I'm a woman. Can you recall your earliest recollections of like, I really wanna be a mom. And like, was that something that came from you? Were, that, were those messages from other people? Um. The desire to have children is because I want, I I love my mama. I love my mama. We fight all the time, but I love my mama. And I think she's the bomb.com. And watching her, um, even in our church, and I'm going to talk a lot about church because that's all I know. So <laughs> you know how we were taught, you know, y'all having sex, you pregnant, y'all get married. My mom was one of the first people to say, honey, marriage don't fix that. Mm. Marriage don't fix that. For real. Right. And so we had these young people that were married and had these babies. And so a lot of times we end up having the young people to the house, the baby to the house, you know, different things. And um, even my, I call him my foster brother, but it was no legal paperwork. As a teenager, I know what's going on in his house, but he lived with us for a while. He's the one that taught me to start cooking, you know, and different things. And so him and his ex-wife and his children, we're, we're family, right? Um, so seeing that, I always envision myself being like my mom. Mm-hmm. 
because mm-hmm. we look alike, we share a face, okay? I always envision myself being like my mom and being able to take people's children in and their children grow up with my children and do that. So I always felt like I should be like her. I don't know if, she, I don't know if it was said that I had to be like her, but that's what I always felt mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. I should be like her. When did it start to change for me? Um, I would say probably around 40, <laughs> right? Imagine before you have to decide, okay, well, if I get married and get pregnant, do I want to have a child at 40? Right? I have a friend that tell me, if I, he said, if I don't have a child at 35, I ain't having none because I ain't trying to be 53 with an 18 year old, you know, different things. And then I was like, okay, well, if I have a child at 40, they're 20, I'm 60. I said, I can still do that. I, this is what I said. I take care of myself. I can still do it. I'm not tripping about having a late in life baby. It's not a problem. But then after that, still no husband. Are you still going to hold true to what you said? You know, you want your children to have a father. You don't want to be a single mother, not by choice, you know, and I'm not knocking people that end up being single mothers, but I didn't want for my life to go out here and make a baby because I want a baby and it's all about me, not about the baby and the situation that I'm creating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, I had to start thinking about that, but then the Lord had to show me that uh, I had to realize that I was whole. I I was treating myself as if I weren't, weren't enough and people were treating me that way. And so I had to learn to say, oh, no, I'm enough. I'm smart mm-hmm. enough. I'm wise enough. I'm pretty enough. I'm, I'm enough, right? But I choose not to have a child outside of marriage. And it's my choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's my so, choice. Mm-hmm. So if I get married and somebody has a child, so be it. Mm-hmm. If I get married, he don't, and I don't, so be it. Will I be, will I feel something different after the relationship? I don't know. But I'm learning to accept what God allows because actually with the way the world going right now <laughs> a lot of times I'm like Lord Jesus you know people oh so I'm so having a baby I'm like girl about 20 years from now I don't know if you want your baby to be here <laughs> so um, mm-hmm. these folks lost their good mind yeah so, <laughs> yeah yeah. That's yeah. Just, yeah so so you mentioned you know so I, I I'm picking up from you that me- but there was a an order or a plan for you based on and your plan, God's plan, together you had a plan. Mm-hmm. And right now you're single, you're child free. Kind of take going a little bit deeper. Um, you know, have you have you ever felt like, God, do you hear me? Like I'm trying to do this the right way. You know, I'm waiting on you for a husband. I want oh, girl. It. Like girl. <laughs> girl. Yes, I walk through that. I call it a self-righteous road. I'm over here doing all these things, and the least you could do for me. It's such and such and such. But see, some of these things, we say we waiting on God, but see, God's sort of kind of waiting on us. Mm. So let's go back to this. Mm. So after a uh, bad relationship early, right, in my 20s, um, I was already gun shy, for, you know, with trust in the first place. This didn't help. Okay. Mm. And um, it is... The Lord had to show me, and this was years after, years after how, even though some things he did was wrong and the whole situation was crazy, I had to learn that I, that's what I wanted. And that's what I chased after. That's what I asked the Lord for and I got it. I was like, oh Lord, get me out of this. Mm. But then after that, I didn't take the process to heal, right? To go out here and really learn what dating is about. And so, you know, there's that lag of, you know, just social interaction or whatever, not trusting guys and not, uh, so it's not just him. Okay. I, I ain't gonna say I'm jacked up because this is public. No, I ain't jacked up. But what I'm learning is that to have a healthy relationship, it's better to start off as a healthy individual. Mm, yes. And so, you know, this journey to being healthy, uh, mentally and spiritually so takes time. Um, and as my pastor said, you can, you can beg God and beg God and he can send you somebody, but will it be what you think is going to be because you not ready or he's not ready or things are not the way they should, should mm-hmm. be. Cause it's not all on God, because honestly, truth be told, we all can get married tomorrow. There's some people out here looking for a green card. There's some people here looking for somebody <laughs> to take care of them. There's somebody looking for a working woman, a pretty woman. They just want to be with somebody. They had a guy last year, you know, <laughs> called it, I'm grieving my mom. I only know you two weeks. I'm not going to let you cry on my shoulder. I'll never get rid of you. <laughs> there is, it's like, we don't, it's not that, it's not that hard. It is, it, it is. It ain't hard to get married. We could all be booed up. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> it ain't hard. But when you look at these choices, you be like, nah. Yeah, yeah. 
So thinking, talking a little bit more about dating and kind of going that route. So, um, you know, you're child free, but there was a point where you're like, I wanted kids, but I want to be married. So in looking at a potential partner, waiting for a potential partner, are there, um, you know, boundaries for you? You know, if they have five kids. Are you interested? Um, actually, children or no children would not be a game changer or a hard pass for me. It would not. Um, if they have younger children or older children, regardless, um, what I want is a peaceful relationship with that other mother. Mm. The three of us need to have clear boundaries and open lines of communication. They need to be able to trust me and I need to be able to trust them. And then all three of us need to be able to have the children's best interests at heart. That's, and, and that's what I see that doesn't happen as often as it should. Because we're both vying for somebody. He going to pick who he want anyway. So ain't no need for us to be fighting. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't have your turn. I guess it's mine. You know. And really what you said is that it's, so you're not canceling out potential partners that have children, but it's really important that the mother is not out there causing drama in the relationship and everyone on the same page. That's important. That's important. Yes, very, very. So, so you, you can see yourself as a stepmommy. Yeah. Yeah, especially if they're going home. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> it's important that women, child-free women, know their preferences while also being open to exploring. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about your family and your parents. So, you, you, you know, you are your mom's twin, <laughs> close to your mom, love your mom to death. Did mom want, is she poking? Like, when are you going to have grandkids, cousin no. poking? Tell me a little bit more about that. Uh, my parents don't poke. I know they would love um, to have some grandkids, Um, but my mom has always said, she's like, you know, just when you're ready. And if she she knows I want to be married first, she says, so just do it that way. So she's very supportive. My dad, it doesn't say much, but with all the, we call them the God children's kids, the God grandkids, Mm -hmm. they got enough. That's that's how I feel like they have no, but there's not a lot of pressure from them. Now, you know, there's family members that say certain things. Um, and even like church members, I had one church mother crack me up. You don't have no children yet. You getting a little old. Go ahead and go ahead and make your baby. I said, well, wait a minute. You want me to go fornicate to have a baby? I need you to make up my mind. You know, some people's minds are so single focused. You know what I'm saying? So if you ask me if I have children, I say, no, I don't have children. Oh, okay. Period. Yeah. But it doesn't stop there. It's, how, you know, how old are Why you? Why not? Married? Why? You need to oh. get started. You're waiting a little late now. You don't want to be an older mother. And it's just like question after question. And it should be able to just stop right there. And if you want to elaborate, fine. But it shouldn't be the prying that I think some people do. The whole interview, yeah. And it's men and women, men and women. I mean, mm-hmm. I had a guy at my job was like, you ain't got no kids? You better get started. Number one, I don't even know you like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. why is this even coming up? So, um, but I also remember this growing up in church. There was a lady, I think she was, now that I'm grown, I realized that she probably was more premenopausal, almost menopausal. And some women are actually really fertile at that time. And she had a 21-year-old son and ended up pregnant right and so imagine that conversation and you know and then people and then but people have something to say about that people have something to say if you don't have children I have a friend now she has three children and uh they're all like a range of one's graduating high school I think the the youngest one may be entering middle school or probably something like that and she ended up pregnant and then you know people was like oh so you're not done yet I'm like you want people to have children but you only want them to have is enough that you're comfortable with right or you want them to be close together they can't be far apart it's like who made up these rules rules and it's so many hey I'm stopping my own YouTube video and podcast episode to let you know about nobibsburpsebottles.com that's right stop and visit our website today we have a bunch of awesome child free pride merchandise made especially for you visit nobibsburpsebottles.com today peace so tell me a little bit about 
um, just your workspace and being child-free. I know for some women and men, but since this is about women, you know, you don't have anyone to go home to. You don't have a husband you got to rush home and cook for. You certainly don't have kids you got to put to bed. So can you pick up these extra hours? Can you do this? Because such and such got to go to daycare to pick up. So any work-related challenges? Well, actually, when I first started working, I was, my full-time job, like salary job, I had to be about early 20s, right? Early 20s. And vacation days at that time began at the beginning of the year. Usually by Christmas time, I had none, no way. But (laughs) most of the times what I would do is like, okay, I work Christmas if if it was month-end clothes or something. I'll work around Christmas. So, you know, you can go off with your grandbabies. So I'm more like volunteered. Because okay. that's like sort of like how I made up. But then after time got on and people, you know, the older people left and the younger people came in, I was like, y'all ain't about to have me up in here all the doggone time. <laughs> I got stuff I got to do, you know. But that was part of me learning that there's more to life than church and work, right? Mm-hmm. If I want to go home and read a book and put my feet up, that's something that I have to do. If I want to go to the movies or hang out with the girls, go to the comedy club, that's something that I have to do. It's not less important because there's no children involved Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so um that evolved as I got older well and one of that was because at one time we had a strike and we work in six uh seven days a week 12 hours for I think it was six weeks straight Mm -hmm. and people oh you don't have no kids that shouldn't be no problem what you mean I need to sleep I was commuting so that's another two hours out of my day right Mm -hmm. um I had that money I think I ate because I wasn't cooking I I was buying clothes because I didn't want to do laundry because when I got off work I wanted to lay down you know what I'm saying (laughs) it's like but people oh you have children you have all this time you don't have children you have all this money you have children you you got no 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 and even if I did it's my time Let's go back here. God gives us our time. And what I choose to do with it is my business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, so at work, it it started out like I was just like really volunteering because that's just sometimes who I am. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sometimes that's just who I am just to help other people out. But I stopped doing that because I got vacation days and they paid me not to be at work. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. So, um, this 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 brand, No Biz Burps Bottles, I focus on women that look like me. Not that all Black women are the same, but I focus on African-American, Black, child-free women. And there's something that I've been posting here and there and saying in regards to the world will see me as a brown girl before they even know that I'm child-free. And we know that there are cultural um, aspects to ourselves, you know, being a woman, being a black woman, being a black child-free woman. But as I say that to you, as far as the cultural piece of being a black child-free woman, what what reactions do you have to that? What thoughts come to mind? Well, they see me as a black girl before they see me as a child-free woman. Um, Well, a lot of people don't even believe that you're mature until you have children. Um, And what comes to mind with about that is that even if they don't see you as a black girl, don't even see you as a mature woman, um, or even as child free, people should see you and and believe that you have a right mm. to live your life the way you desire. And some people are not going to agree with that, especially the christian community and i and i get it but god gave us free will and we can't take free will from anybody Mm -hmm. right um and before we try to get people to walk in one line we need to allow them to be who they think they are who they believe themselves to be first and give Mm -hmm. them the right to do that Mm -hmm. we don't have that option to take that right from them so um child free um African-American women are yet valid. I think a lot of times because we have been nurturers to our children um, in slavery times and uh, sharecropping times to white children, um, we have been seen as the only value we have is in building communities for ourselves and for others. But community can be built in so many other ways and then just giving birth because everything that gives birth is not a mother. 
got that right. Say that again. Everything that gives birth is not a mother. Yes. Amen. 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 Let the church say amen. Um, So culturally kind of following up on that question, you know, there's this, you know, child-free space that people are occupying and people are more, um, they're talking about their experiences being child-free and what that means to them. Yet there's not a lot of representation. And so do you see yourself as a child-free black woman in media, in print, um, the marketing uh, tactics that are pushed, what comes to mind? You know what, when I saw the question, I was like, I haven't really um, thought about that because the first two things I noticed in the commercial and my sister uh, has a phrase for it. I noticed to see how many ambiguously black people they have opposed to dark skinny people in the big that's one of the first things mm-hmm. natural hair is the second thing third thing is plus size so i haven't really been looking at the child free space but i have noticed how uh commercialized things are for women with children and a lot of times women without children are left out the mix you and know, what, you have a what, busy life. You have these children. You need our product. But I have a busy life anyway. And I don't even have kids. Do I need your product? <laughs> so that is so true. That is so true. And a lot of things are just marketed to families, not recognizing that you and a partner can be a family, or I'm a family, you know, with my pet. Like it doesn't have to be, or we come from families, like how you said Adam and Eve were already a family already a unit, already happy without kids. So it's just interesting, the sisters that I talk to and how so many people say that they don't see a representation of us because there's this family narrative, not saying anything is wrong with, you know, uh, two partners and kids, but it's just that, that family narrative that keeps being pushed. And the flip side of that is that when we do see representation of single women, it's either the black woman that has eight kids by eight baby daddies, or it's, oh, they're so progressive and they're so professional. They don't like men. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. One, one thing I, I think about, um, I was thinking about is I love living single. I absolutely love that show. And I always think about um, Pam's character. She was a fierce lawyer. Mm. But that it, well, the way it was written was that, you know, it was always this thing between her and me and her and me. And, you know, just because you're child free or single doesn't mean that you hate men or that you have to have this thing you have to prove. And then we have, when you talk about family, um, I often think of my best friend and how God has given her family that's not blood related, right? And so she's my sister, right? I'll fight for her before I fight for myself. She's mm-hmm. my sister. I stand up for her. I support her. You know, uh, we cry together. We pray together. We do all those things together. We have to learn that family, sometimes people don't have the biological family, even though they do have blood family living, but they have a community family. And once we learn that community is just as important, we'll learn to see that the single people have, uh, should be represented just as well, whether they're, um, single with children, single without children, that we will look at all people as being valid mm-hmm. um, and, and, and worth the time to look at, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, that, that narrative about, and then the, the one with eight baby daddies, that thing just irritates my nerve. <laughs> you talk about passions, that, that irritates my last nerve. Right. Mm-hmm. Even if she has a lot of kids, you can tell me that she couldn't just have a few of them with the same guy. She had to have five, eight separate men anyway, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to have these babies as if she uh, just likes to go from guy to guy and didn't have a baby with each guy because that's just what she does. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And then she's broke because I've seen women that are single uh, with children that have come up and made good money, you know, yeah. every and then, you know, African-American, oh, she's single. She's power hungry and so she's always angry or all kinds of stuff oh she needs to go do whatever whatever and it's like no that's not that's not who we are mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah the the this this uh space of being child free did you know that you were child free like so there's a lot of conversations where women are just like i just i don't have any kids and why are all you guys all all of a sudden happy about being child free and you know 
when I knew I didn't want kids, I wasn't like, ooh, child-free until I kind of came into my own. So did you know that this space existed? And, and, and how have you come to embrace it now? Well, um, I didn't know it existed. No, it existed. I was invited to the group by, um, you already interviewed her, Takora Green. Mm-hmm. and she said well I'm not sure and I was like well you know it's not because I don't like kids now you know because I had when she said child free I'm like well, what that mean and I said well <laughs> let me tell you my situation I, I want kids and actually if I have got pregnant no I want that kid so let me just explain to you what this is about and she's like oh no you're welcome and then I read some of the things um and I was like wow I didn't know this space existed I think that it is needed it is needed for people to know that it is to me, you know, people say it's too many labels and we're always trying to label something. But until something is named, people don't pay any attention. That is right? so true. Not that we all just run around here, I need attention, I need attention. But you um, will cause a place, you will create a place for people to belong. Um, now, have I embraced it? I would say I haven't totally embraced it. I would say I haven't totally embraced it um, because... Um, I don't know what to me when you say no to it, it just seems so final. And I guess I really haven't come to grips, full grips, if I've never had children, you know, and I don't want to close any door. And so I would say I haven't come to full grips with it. Um, because I'm just a transparent, honest person, but I do love the way that there's support for people that are, um, choosing not to have children because I do have family that don't want children and people won't say anything to them but they'll come up to me mm-hmm. and I was like well you need to have a conversation with them because here I go because if it's important to you you'd go talk to them mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. don't talk to me because I don't have nothing to do with what happened over there <laughs> so um but it, it is very needed it is very needed and I'm glad I found out that this was here I, I never heard if anything child free ever Mm -hmm. and you know what Rashida I really do appreciate um I wouldn't expect anything else just knowing you through social media of your honesty and transparency for you to be able to say like yeah this is this is a new space you know I'm not fully there like it's infinite no and because women need to hear that because I I believe that the community that follows me and women that I've talked to there are women who are just like you and just like no, I'm, I'm child-free now. And like, yes, child-free, but if the right person comes to mind and I get married, like, so th- there are people who still want to live out their desire of being married, then having children. Um, so I appreciate that space where you are is like, yes, I'm child-free, but I'm not closing and locking the door, you know, with a padlock, right? Mm-hmm. So I appreciate you being open and honest about that. So as we kind of come to a close, how would you empower and speak to a young woman you know, who's maybe 23, 24, who's solidified for herself, I don't want children. Um, because there, there are some women who, are just, who know that, yet society, there's the pressure from parents, society, a partner, and it's like, you don't know what you want. Wait until you're 30, that biological clock is going to tick. But how would you empower a young sister who already knows that I don't want children, but yet that outside pressure is kind of c- causing some distress? Um, here I go. I would say live your conviction, but don't close your mind to making sure that that's your decision and not something that you made because you look at somebody else's life. Mm. Um, And I say that because when you see people with larger families, especially the oldest child is a girl and she has to take care of her siblings and she's been a mother all her life, right? And she's saying, I'm not going to be like my mama. No, don't let your mama decide for you you decide for you, mm-hmm. right? So make sure you have a valid reason. But I do say don't have any, because it's easy to go from, I don't want kids and then change your mind and have a child than it is to have a child and don't want your child. Then that, that's a whole nother story, especially after they get up to five and six, you'd be like, I had not even done this. Yep. <laughs> right? Um, so I will say, hold on to your decision and your conviction. Um, you ain't crazy. <laughs> you ain't crazy. But here I go, if you think that, you have been prodded or there's some some kind of trauma therapy is okay um you may feel like your parents did you wrong they probably need some therapy if they're not getting any and parents aren't perfect 
So don't make full life decisions on them, but make it because you want to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And don't be pressured to change in your mind. Because God made us individuals and you don't have to have to. It's enough people on this planet. We don't have to be fruitful and multiply like Adam and Eve did, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's enough people on this earth. Mm -hmm. So um, just hold on and, and you're not crazy and you're valid. You are um, purposeful. You are purpose-filled. You are needed. As um, Coach Tina Moore Brown says, you are so necessary. You are necessary. Necessary. And so... Um, yeah, that's how I would empower them. Just, just go ahead and live your dream. Do your mm -hmm. best life. Do your thing. Mm -hmm. And really, I say, you know, all the time is that we are wonderfully made. Being child-free, we are wonderfully made. And I always tell sisters, if you tell me you're pregnant next year, I'm going to be your biggest cheerleader. So this <laughs> platform is not about don't have kids. It's embracing that if that's your choice now, if you're still ambivalent, if you want kids, I it's, it's showing a different narrative, flipping the coin that not every woman wants to be a mother, but there are just different narratives and different experiences that I'm trying to present. And so I appreciate you sharing your story and your honesty because someone is going to listen and say, hmm, okay, like Miss Rashida did this or this sister did this. And she said that, and that's what this is all for is just education, educating the masses and really society that I'm not an old maid. You certainly are not oh. an old, you certainly are not an old maid, right? Mm -mm. We are doing fabulous things. We are fabulous women. And just because we don't hold the title of mother now doesn't mean that we're less than, right? I mm -hmm. praise mothers. We neither one of us would be here without a mother, but just respecting mm -hmm. the other side of that, right? So yeah, and I'm thankful for you having me here. Um, because when you first mentioned it, I was like, oh, I don't know if I could talk to that, but um as I was thinking about it and asking the Lord about it I do have something to say um because people are suffering and are being felt like they have no purpose when God is leading them in another way um because some of the things that he has called some of us to do is really hard to do with children I know you don't want to hear that I know the charismatic church because that's the only church I know these Pentecostal churches will tell you different mm -hmm. but there's some things going on in your life men and women that you have to do and it's harder to do when you're caring for your children mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. some things are better done when you're single so you can just go ahead got there you can take all the flat all the anger all the naysayers you know it's harder to, it's easier to run when it's just one of you <laughs> you might have to run so um thank you for having me i really appreciate thank it thank you for coming and, and i really was intentional on wanting you on because um you know with with uh, some of the things that you shared earlier it was important for me to hear and for my, my audience to hear that spiritual part, because I have talked to sisters who, you know, they're getting some, some, some pressure from their church mom and their church family about having children. And that scripture of you're a woman, you're supposed to multiply, you suppose. So I loved how you broke that down. And it was just important for me to hear that as well as other people to hear that, that there's other ways to, to bring forth fruit um and those talents and you don't have to bear a child to do that so that was really important and I love how, how you explained that so so Miss Rashida any regrets anything that you would do differently um I would I would have journeyed to be whole sooner but on the flip side of that first you have to know you were broken mm -hmm. um and so um any regret that's that's the only regret though. I wish I had started my journey to be whole sooner um but would I do anything different um and I always answer this question um because being sexually abused as a child and you know wishing you know, sometimes you wish your life was just different if it was different I wouldn't be who I am today and I like this chick she's she pretty cool you know what I'm saying she she you know she's a bomb.com I like her so <laughs> At the end of the day, I know I wouldn't because that I am who I am. Yes, yes. I love the energy. I love your spirit. So as we wrap up, I want you to share with our audience all <sighs> fabulous things that you're doing, where people can find you. But please go with, please share about your book and about your morning chats. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and go with the, the great, 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 great. It's all great news. The great news. I am a national best-selling author. 
um, in the book, Seeds of Hope. It's an anthology of our stories of hope. Um, and as written um, or put together by Rochinda Pickens, myself and six other wonderful authors, two men are in there. Cause you know, sometimes you have anthologies, all women or all men, mm -hmm. but it's some men in there, right? Yes. So we want you to come in and purchase this book. You can go to, uh, go ahead and get the link, bit.ly slash RBC the Pope. You can go there, choose my name as your supporting author, make your purchase, read the book, tell me your feedback. This has been a life-giving experience, if I can say that. Um, and this has promoted me now. I already has a, have a book written that is not published that will be out soon. So this is fueling that book. And that is a solo project from me uh, talking about my experience uh, with prayer and, and getting to know God. And so one of my passions is to let people know they ha can have an individual uh, walk with the Lord. So you're not just dependent on your Sunday morning service mm. um, because I don't like to see people fall away when the pastor dies and all these different things. Mm. I want you to be solid, mm -hmm. right? Solid. Um, social media. So Monday through Friday, uh, between 7 a.m. and 7.30, there is the daily shift broadcast at the broadcast where we shift each and every day of our life to accomplish all that God has created us to be. So Mondays, we soul search. Tuesdays, we heal. Wednesdays, we intervene. Thursday, we focus, and Friday, we celebrate our triumphs of that week. Um, and so you can find me there on um, almost all social media, um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, uh, Rashida Monique everywhere. Rashida Monique, spelled like it is in the description. Um, and you can find me at RashidaMonique.com. Um, if you ever have any questions or anything you want to talk about, go ahead and hit me up there on the contact form there. Side hustles. I'm also a Mary Kay Beauty Consultant. You can find me at MaryKay.com slash That's me. <laughs> and um, if you're local, if you're in the state of Michigan, come on. If you're near Flint, Michigan, you can okay. come join us at the Eureka Bible Church of God in Christ. That's where I be. Yes. <laughs> That's where I be. So the people are like, I can't find you. Well, honey, you ain't looking. <laughs> I told everybody where to find you. And for everyone that's listening, please know I have been on a few chats in the morning. And this energy that you are seeing and hearing now is the same energy that she brings at seven o'clock. And, and I'm not <laughs> a morning person. It's like, I'm like, okay, I'm maybe posting or something. And I'm like, oh, she's up. Let me, you know, so, it, and it's so phenomenal. And your energy literally, and you just drop great nuggets. And I found myself like, okay, okay. And it's the smile for me. It's the energy for me. Great, and Scott. please, please go follow her. So thank you for sharing everything. Ladies and gentlemen, and everyone who's listening to this podcast, I want to publicly thank Miss Rashida Brundage for sharing her child-free story with us, for dropping some great jewels. For everyone who's listening, please continue to follow No Bibs, Burps, Bottles here on the podcast, on YouTube. But more importantly, you can also follow us on Instagram where I'm a little bit more active. Instagram, No Bibs, Burps, Bottles. And thank you, Ms. Rashida, for joining us. And I always remind you guys, and I'm going to remind you again, that womanhood is not synonymous with motherhood. And you've seen an example of that today. Thank you guys for joining No Bibs, Burps, Bottles. Peace. You have been listening to the No Bibs, Burps, Bottles podcast, a podcast dedicated to the empowerment of African-American Black child-free women. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. And don't forget to share this podcast with another child-free bestie. Stay tuned for the next episode. And until then, keep living your best child-free life.